I'm Duncan McLeod, editor of Tech Central. This is episode five of a new podcast series called Everything PC. And uh, I think the title says it all. We're talking about everything related to the personal computer industry. And in this first season, we are particularly having a look at the semiconductor space. Uh, If you missed the first two episodes, first four episodes rather, uh, we had a look at uh, AMD in the first double episode. And then the company that it's really joined at the hip to Intel in episodes three and four, both all four episodes, absolutely fascinating discussion on the history of these two companies and uh, their role in the PC industry. But we're going to we're going to turn uh, our attention elsewhere today, uh, and I'm pleased once again, of course, to be joined by my collaborator in this venture, Gerard Pretorius, uh, to chat about a company he calls the Green Goblin, which we're going to find out why uh, during the course of this discussion today. But we're talking about the American. Um, what do you call them? Are they a software company or a hardware company? Because they don't make their own hardware. Well, they do. They design their own hardware, but they are mainly a software company. Actually. Software chip design software company. Yes. Um, yeah, they're more leaning towards the software. Company founded back in the early to mid-1990s uh, by three individuals. Uh, only one of yes. those, uh, those names is uh, still prominent today, and that's uh, Jensen Huang. Uh, who is the CEO of NVIDIA Corporation, um, based out in... They're based in Silicon Valley, aren't they? Or they're based in Los Angeles, yes. I forget. It's Silicon Our Valley. Well. Mm. Um, and uh, today's episode is really going to have a look at at NVIDIA as a, as a company and where they've come from and some of their history and why Gerard doesn't particularly like them very much. Um, uh, I've, I've known yes. the brand for a long time. I've used a lot of their products. Um, I, was, I was just saying before the podcast, I think my first... My first graphics card, I was going to say Reva TNT, but was there a product called a TNT-128? I seem to recall that name. Um, Possibly and so forth. Reva TNT-128. I think that was my first ever graphics, discrete graphics card. Um, And then then over the years, I've owned many, many, many NVIDIA graphics cards, and they've gotten increasingly expensive as those years have gone on, as the RAND has fallen and as NVIDIA has pushed up the prices. Um, But incredibly successful company. Their market cap is half a trillion dollars. They're worth more than Facebook or Meta Platforms or whatever it's called now. Uh, They're worth almost twice as much as Intel, uh, which, um, you know, it's a bit... Dubious about that, but okay. okay. <laughs> um, certainly, in, Wall Street likes them a lot and thinks they're doing amazing things. Yes. Um, well, whether that's do, justified, you don't think they so? They do massive profits. They don't yep. have a lot of overheads, yep. so they make stupid amount of money. They're fabulous, yeah. so they, their profit margins can be higher because they don't build their own fabrication plants like Intel does. Yes, it's that, and then also they don't have a lot of staff. AMD has more staff than they do. Wow. That's interesting. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Nvidia is tiny. I thought it was like amazing for the amount of money they make. Yeah. Stupid. That's sense why I presume they have such a massive amount of. If you look at them, how much they spend and how much they get in. Yeah. It's stupid, and they probably own. Yes. So yes. You can buy shares and so forth, but Jensen owns majority stake. Yeah. So. He, yeah. he, he's the boss. No one else is there. It's not like Intel and AMD where you've got shareholders and everybody keeps keeps a bit and so forth. It's like, no, whatever he, Jensen says goes. Yeah. No he one can be, outvote him. He must be a very rich man. I'm just trying to see if I can find his... Uh, oh, no, he's stupid <laughs> rich. 
Uh, he's richer than probably both AMD and Intel CEOs combined. Oh, I'm sure. No, he's the 87th. Oh. He is, according to the Bloomberg Billionaires Index, he is the 87th richest person in the world, yeah. with a, a net worth currently of 18.2 billion US dollars. Yes, no, he is stonking rich. Stonking rich. Uh, he, he, yeah. Although last year um, in November, when the Nvidia share price peaked on the 29th of November, 2021, his uh, net valuation was 30.5 billion dollars. So uh, he's lost almost half his half his uh, wealth in the last uh, six yeah, months or so. That's, yeah, no, I think everyone's <laughs> lost a lot now. Stock market, especially with the down. war and mm. the shortages and all that jazz. Everybody's lost a yeah big yeah. bunch, I think. Actually, yeah, yeah. So, um, Nvidia. Let's let's look a look 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 a bit. Uh, I mean, they're they're a fairly, fairly new company on the scene. Actually, uh, yes, they've been I around think. for thirty years. But uh, uh, but next to AMD and Intel and some of the other big players in the yeah. semiconductor industry, they um, they're they're newbies new, newbies on the block. Um, but yes. they have done incredibly well. They are. I think they're the second most valuable chip company in the world after TSMC, Taiwan's TSMC. Um, yes, yeah, and, I would and, say they in. In that type of role, it feels like that's Apple territory. They yeah. are stupidly, uh, that's how much they value that. Just yeah. Because their profits are so high, they mm. just beat everyone out. Because even Apple spends yeah. more than that. Apple's massive in terms of what they do as well. Yeah, yeah, for so, sure. Now, we're going we're gonna, to... We're Really have a look at, um, at 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 the success of this company, and they have been successful. No matter what we think of oh, yes. them, um, they uh, they are uh, success by force. Success, very successful. If you look at the financial metrics of this company, they are yes. one of the most successful tech companies no, they in the still world. Are. And they, but there's some kudos to go with that. But there's reasons why they're so rich. But they, <laughs> they didn't um, just get there for nothing. It appears they haven't played fair to get to the to, to this to this point, oh, no. and we're going to unpack some of that in this in this discussion today. Um, yes. And uh, I, I must just I, I'm going to pr- try and play a little bit of devil's advocate as we go along because Gerard, I know you 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 you're not a fan yeah. of Nvidia. Um, well, I criticize them. We criticize them. Sh- sure. And I will praise them where it needs to be praised <laughs> because they have done some really good stuff. Yeah. But you shared an interesting so, video with me a bit earlier today. Um, oh yes. Uh, this is uh, uh, Nvidia. Um, NVIDIA's many offenses against PC gaming. And the headline, the title of the YouTube video is NVIDIA, anti-competitive, anti-consumer, anti-technology. And this was published by a, a, a channel called Adored TV. If you want to go and have a look at it, it's, it's about an hour long. Yeah. It's well worth watching. Uh, really talks about, goes through a lot of the, um, the abuses or alleged abuses, I should say, that NVIDIA has committed over the years yes. uh, to get to the position it's in now. Um, and it really reads like, uh, a, 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 well, this video certainly gives you the impression that that in Nvidia really are the bully boys of this uh, industry. Perhaps alongside Intel, perhaps they learned some tricks from Intel. Yes. Oh no, no, no. they've literally when you look at their lawyers, they hired lawyers from Intel. Okay. They pioneered all of that stuff as well. Right. Right. So, <laughs> but Jensen, Jensen, and, and and some of those other co-founders, I believe, came from AMD originally. He was a chip designer at AMD oh, yes. originally yes, before yeah. he started. He knows his stuff. He's yeah. not an idiot. The oh no, no, knows his stuff. No, not at so all. I mean, you listen he, to anything. I, I would, yeah. I would say he's probably more focused in business now than mm-hmm. actual chip making. So I don't think he's really in that game anymore with designing chips. So at least he can still understand what the engineers talk about. But sure. most of his day-to-day work is just doing business. Of course. Of I don't course. really think that much engineering goes ahead mm-hmm. with that. But he is, an, goes for both. he is an engineer, of course, though. Oh, yes. No. He, he was... 
from the research I've done, he was fairly like he was well respected. Saying mm. it's like he could do this job. He wasn't like a genius in terms of the next freaking like chip designer or something like that. But yeah, he is not stupid. And again, mm. advantages with being in that engineering field, same as with AMD and Intel. Their CEOs are also now in, or former engineers, and those companies always did their best when there was an engineer in charge. True. Yeah, we spoke about that in so, previous episodes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So uh, that that skill does come helpful with that type of leadership and so forth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, yeah, let's look a bit at the history as I get the slide up from the Nvidia website. So they were founded in uh, in 1993 by Jensen Huang, Chris uh, Malakowski, and uh, Curtis yes. Curtis Prem. And um, they, they they really saw that they they were pioneering, and if you think about it, because they they really saw this opportunity for uh, for graphics processing units for discrete graphics uh, in the yeah. early days of computer gaming. Uh, I mean, this was around the time that Doom was was taking off, right? Yes, they saw the potential of mm. what a dedicated graphics card can do. Yeah. So there was a bit of hiccups with how they did that because their first view was mainly trying to get into the console sphere. That was their first real oh. take. Because again, PCs weren't really, it would be very difficult for a small company to go into the PC market knowing all their competitors because that's like Voodoo FX, Hercules, ATI, Hewitt, all of those are companies there that were well established already. So they're going to just rock up there and make something better than most of those companies. Yeah. So you can see yeah. even there, they're trying to first with their main focus with not very successful, but you have to start somewhere. You're not going to come out with a win immediately in yeah. those times. Yeah. Yeah. So some of those names yeah. you mentioned, Voodoo, FX, and Hercules. I remember Hercules graphics from, from the 1980s even. Uh, yes. No, they all, most of those companies screens. are ancient. Yeah. Yeah. Back so in the days are, of very early PC industry. Yes. Yeah. No, that's basically, they grew up with that. So yeah. that's where most of those, even SD, their fabrication company that's uh, European based and so forth, still still going around and so forth, making chips and all those type of things. So mm. not as high quality as what we would now enthusiasts know, but they still do make memory modules, I think, and so forth. Mm. So that's basically where they start in NVIDIA is now start with Sega and so forth. And that would be the early days of like where NVIDIA started their stuff. And I think that would let lead to the actual Riva chips that were mm. their first like really successful gaming cards that they made. Because their first card, the NV, NV1, uh, was a bit of a flop. Yes. Um, yeah. It's a difficult one because it's like, it's it's one of those things where you try to do too many things at the same time and then you don't do any of them good. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's the typical failure. It's like, oh, no, we're going to make this chip and it's going to do this and do this and do this. And it's like, you can see that over-enthusiasm yes. kicking in. And that that's what it failed there. But it's like, no, no, but you should have focused it down to do one thing really good and the other ones should basically so there, just help it along. So there we go, the Reva 128. That's the card I had. 1997 yes. release date. I think the yep. Reva TNT came later. Um, and then and then they signed this uh, very important deal, which uh, they still have to this day, as far as I know, with uh, TSMC. 
uh, with TSMC, which was a very, then very much a smaller company uh, oh, than it is today. Yes. Um, this is long before Apple and the iPhone came along and uh, made TSMC one of the most valuable companies in the world. Um, so they signed a partnership to deal with, uh, with TSMC, which was the fab in Taiwan back in 98. And they partnered for, for decades. And yes, they didn't always have the best relationship. <laughs> oh, no. no. Well, we can get to that later. NVIDIA has never had a good relationship with anyone. <laughs> that, is, that is unfortunately one of their four points. It's yeah. like you, you, no NVIDIA relationship lasts long, no matter yes. where you go, unfortunately. Yes. yes. Then so, they say 1999, yes. NVIDIA invents the GPU. Did they really invent the GPU? No. <laughs> <laughs> I no. thought that might not be the case. No. Who invented the GPU? Well, you can't really say a Anyone single did person did because it right. evolved. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's same as CPUs and so forth. It's like, when did the CPU become a CPU? Because yes. even in the early days, CPUs weren't really the central point because you had memory controllers outside and all those type of things. So it's like, eh, even with GPUs, it evolved, 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 and mutated into what we now call a GPU because a lot of them did it in different methods and how the actual triangulation was done on them was different and mm. vortices and vectrices and so forth. So all of that changed as it evolved. So I would say they probably made the first like more like consumer-focused GPU, kind of, you can say. Because most of the other companies try to make sure they have GPUs that work for the professional guys as well, yes. and that type of jazz. Right. So, <laughs> so in that uh, gaming market, they did pioneer a lot. I mean, they they really did drive a lot not of that. Really, it's no? mainly the consoles that they, because okay. they were the main ones that actually did three D. They were the first ones to do proper three D actual animation in. That's what you can do. Go PlayStation, Sega, Saturns. We going all the Amiga even. Yes. Amiga was one of the first companies that had 3D graphics. We could have, <laughs> now we talk very basic, but that's basically 3D. So uh, basically NVIDIA pioneered the marketing behind you need a graphics card and you need it for gaming and you must buy one. Right. That's what they pioneered. Right. And did it very well. But they, were, they also sued a lot of companies along the way and were sued themselves. Um, there was a lot of oh, litigation. Yes. No, no, no. That's like, ugh, that, that's just a hellhole on its own that you can go into where NVIDIA sues other people and they sue them and then NVIDIA brute forces them, then buys the company because, again, NVIDIA was funded back yeah. with a lot of money. Yeah, like, yeah. Again, that's one of the things we will never know really where they got all this money because that's that, they got stupid amount of money. Mm-hmm. And also just being super aggressive compared to other because you've got this massive aggressive company from NVIDIA basically having massive good business sense yeah. that Jensen also had mm-hmm. and then they're going up against engineers that have no business sense at all Yes. so then it's like they use all these dirty tricks that these engineers won't even think of because that's not how you do things Hercules and Voodoo FX and all those things, ATI, they kind of lived with one another in harmony. They mm-hmm. did not try and beat one another and try and backstab them and do this, do that. NVIDIA came in and just kind of burnt the whole field down and says, we're changing the game here now, off or we'll buy you or sue you to, into the ground. Mm. And they did that successfully. Most of those companies, they killed. Hercules, they killed and acquired. Voodoo FX, 
sued was a, them. There was a huge, huge lawsuit between Hercules and and uh, Nvidia in the early days oh, in the yes, late nineteen nineties. Yeah, it was ugly. So I thought, so I thought it was like that. That was the ruthless age of Nvidia, where they literally went burn, yeah, burn everything that's a competitor to us, <laughs> and they did it again. You did that perfectly. <laughs> So like this Sauron's is the army. You went and you freaking pulled <laughs> So this is the guy who runs the company uh, and the co-founder, Jensen Huang, uh, who is the cousin of uh, Lisa Su, who runs AMD. Yes, right? something, some relationships yes. like that. We discussed it in the previous yes, episode. Far off and so forth. Yes, yeah. no. mm. um, and he's ruthless. Um, uh, he, he's trade. This is oh, quite yes. an old photograph, actually. His trademark today is a black leather jacket and jacket, a t-shirt. Yeah. He wants. Yeah, a bit like st- he's, I think he's kind of emulating Steve Jobs with his black polo neck. He's, he's yes, uh, he has a uniform and it's a black. His demeanor and so forth that he portrays in when there's any social or any interaction with other people. Yeah, it's like I am this big dude. Look at big sh- shoulders, always sh- shoulders back up. Oh, here we go. Here's a great looking. Yes, so that's a great picture of him. <laughs> yes, so he, again, being the salesman that he is. He sells himself. Yes. Yes. Uh, there is, again, to their credit, when they did, they did some nice pioneering work when they did the early days and so forth with, like, how GPUs actually work and so forth. So maybe we can give them a bit of a credit there with they actually figuring out a decent way to make GPUs doing better at the basic GPU workloads. Mm-hmm. Whereas other, other companies... Every other company had to figure out their way of doing it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. at some point, you're going to figure out, same as with any like evolutionary straight, eventually you're going to start seeing, okay, they're going to diverge and meet at the same point. No matter what route you take, eventually you're kind of going to come to the same like conclusion. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious, uh, NVIDIA, where does this name come from? I've always just assumed that it's um, some sort of play on, on video and N doing something to do with I, maths. I, Presume so. There's no. I think people have asked, and nobody's. They just went NV, and there we go. Well, I googled there's this. There's a lot of things. I googled this, and uh, um, a view seems to be that the company uh, is actually named after the Latin word Nvidia, I N Vidia, which means envy, one of the seven yes. deadly sins. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No. Well, you can uh, envy would describe them quite badly. <laughs> because that's they took that to heart. <laughs> but was it deliberate? Do you I, think? I doubt it. I think mm. it was just an easy name. It wasn't trademarked. It is an easy name. It's 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 a very nice marketing word mm. compared to Intel, AMD, Nvidia sounds more flashy. Mm-hmm. Mm. So it is a good like, name. It oh, what do you envision? Nvidia. You yeah. see, it's all to do with vision, that type of stuff. Like the future, seeing that even the eye is mm. arrow looking at the future. There's Again, no way that there's no way they wouldn't have known about the word Nvidia, the Latin for envy, though. Surely, <laughs> you'll be surprised. Sometimes I, sometimes <laughs> people do that very quickly and choose a name and didn't really think it through, and then go, oh, we didn't even know that. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so it's like. Oh, well, they just go, oh, look, yeah, oh, maybe we did that. Yeah, we're so geniuses. As I mean, I'm like, we didn't even know what the hell we were doing. <laughs> well, I, 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 see, I see in our Google Doc with where we share our notes for the podcast that uh, you've put in a line saying, first the green envy eyes. 
Uh, yes. What do you no, mean by that? They, they, <laughs> they did look with envious eyes to the market and try to dominate it. And mm-hmm. and yeah. then said, go for it. Right. Let's freaking dominate this market. And dominated they did. Mm-hmm. They completely, like, for business textbooks that would go down as, this is the rule you follow to take over a market that you want to take over. And they did it with marvelous strategic effort and so forth. Well, they learned from so the best. They learned, will, they learned from Intel, right? <laughs> yes, they learned from Intel. And again, to, to their credit, they pioneered also fields of how to screw people over. It's, <laughs> that's how it's nasty saying it, but they did that very successfully. Mm. Mm. And they there's certainly plenty of evidence again, of that, yeah. yeah exactly. Mm. And I thought it was like the reward was making stupid amount of money, yeah. So, which they've been very successful, it pays off to be bad. <laughs> <laughs> Intel paid off for Intel, paid off for most of these companies to be bad like that. Yeah. So, unfortunately, if there's a reward for being kind of like a bit of a, p-ck, they're gonna do it. So, that's unfortunately where we're at, but. I think a lot of things have calmed down now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's as bad anymore, but NVIDIA has done a lot of stuff in the early days. Mm-hmm. A lot of people will probably know of all the debacles with both AMD and NVIDIA cheating with benchmarks in those early days with all the benching software and so forth. Yes. So it's not just NVIDIA that just cheated. AMD also cheated, yeah. but not at the scale that NVIDIA did. NVIDIA did like repeatedly over and over. Whatever they could do, they will cheat or discredit anything that kind of counters their point. Even at their own dismay, they'll <laughs> counter something. And it's like, no, but you just did what you said is bad. It's like, oh, no, <laughs> that's bad. I'm like, you do it. You just like, you're falling in your own trap. But it doesn't matter because whatever someone else does is bad. Mm. We do good. Whatever someone else does is bad. <laughs> so let's, let's talk about, unfortunately, the attitude. Let's, let's, let's talk about some of that alleged cheating that went on because, um, I mean, it, some of it was pretty blatant. They would, uh, oh yeah, they would they would manipulate their graphics drivers um, so that it performed particularly well on well-known benching software that computer journalists yes. would use uh, to benchmark uh, benchmark games and write about them, so that their cards ended up looking better than the competitions. Um, I mean, oh, better than what they are. Yeah, it's basically not. No, it's like oh, our card is better than it. Again, it is easier to cheat with those things because mm. it's pretty much the same task getting done over and over. Yes. All you need to then do is go into the driver. You know what the, the actual game, what the rendering scene will be, and it basically then knows what to do beforehand. Yes, yes. So then just gets the textures already done, load everything in the buffering and so forth, so you can cheat in all kinds of nasty ways, mm. which mm. is unfair. But again, I thought it was a difficult one because, yes, it is cheating and you're being dubious because that type of performance you can only do if you go and like apple code specifically for something and then there you go right so again i thought it was like yes it's cheating but again if you did it with everything everything would have that performance as well Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) so eh, difficult one but again it's very dubious from any company intel also did it it's not as if it's like who invited it all of them did it, mm. but you would say NVIDIA did this more repetitively, and even when they get called out on it, mm. they would deny it. Whereas AMD and Intel would say, oh, yeah, we cheated. Oh, sorry about that. Let, let's not. NVIDIA is like, no, we never cheat. We've done, never, never done anything wrong. 
even to this day, if you ask them, they will denounce that. No, we never cheated. <laughs> How do you and have an like attitude? That, that, mm. that, that attitude is mm. one of the reasons why I don't always like them. It's like, you don't need to be such a, you, you, you've got good people there. You've yeah. got good engineers. You don't need to act like a child. It's a cultural thing, though. I mean, if you if your if your CEO, if your leadership team, kind of inculcates yeah. this m- desire to win at all costs, it's going to flow through exactly. the culture it's, of the organization, right? Yes, that that's that. I think that is that adds to a lot of the company woes and why they struggle to work with other companies as well. Yes. So that's because even when we get to later stages in the two thousands and so forth, when they work with different companies. It's horrendous. Mm. It's like every time anybody in videos worked with a company, they always end up suing one another. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everyone. It's ironic. Sony sued them. Microsoft has sued them. Apple sued them. <laughs> AMD has sued them, but for other reasons and so forth. There's Tesla some companies that won't work with them. NVIDIA anymore, like Apple, for example. I mean, you won't oh, yes. find so Apple like touching Tesla, yeah, Tesla, they've burned that bridge. Oh, did Same they? as Apple, they've burned that bridge. Okay. I thought it was like, there's many bridges they've burned. Microsoft as, as well, I, I think, actually, in the Xbox. They, uh, oh, yes. Yeah. Mm. There was like massive problems, even with the Sony. Mm. Even Sony, they had issues with making, that's right, Sony will never touch NVIDIA again. <laughs> like, never. Mm. I think the only gaming company that will ever deal with them again now is Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And again, it's like, uh, luckily for them, they haven't really pushed one another's buttons or anything but right. uh, well again hopefully hopefully Nvidia can keep that at least going the Nintendo one but yeah <laughs> going according to history I doubt yeah. that will fare well again they've sued Micron as well <laughs> a memory chip manufacturer <laughs> that they still buy stuff from is this a law firm or um, is it a is it a tech company <laughs> uh, Micron is a tech company they make memory no I'm asking, so no, I'm be, I'm asking memory- a jest Oh. Is NVIDIA a tech company oh. or a law firm? <laughs> oh, well, I, I would not be surprised if their law firm is quite big. Yeah, yeah. But I, I wouldn't be. Uh, probably the next biggest paid guys there is probably the lawyer division. Right. Let's let's go Although back. Not probably not as much anymore. Let, let's <laughs> let's rewind a bit because back in two thousand, uh, I wanted to chat about this acquisition they made of three D FX. I remember this company's name. Uh, back then, yes. um, I uh, I don't know if I ever had a 3D FX card. I might have. Um, voodoo, yes. Voodoo, Most people yes, voodoo yes. Card. I had a Voodoo card. Okay, voodoo. so that was 3D yeah. FX. So Nvidia ended up buying 3D FX back in 2000. What, yes. what was that about? What did sued they get? Them. Well, they sued them. Then they had a dispute, and then uh, 3D FX then went bankrupt. <laughs> okay. No, they went kind of bankrupt because they kind of like bled money and all those things because they again they pioneered engineering. They spent way too much money in engineering and in stupid things as well. Mm-hmm. And then Nvidia just went, okay, we'll give you the death blow. We'll sue you again, yeah. bankrupt the company, and we'll buy you. Okay. So what did they get from that acquisition? Basically engineers. Okay. They literally, all the companies, Hercules, they literally just gobbled all the smart people. Yeah. yeah. Where their hardware wasn't that great, they basically went, go to all the different companies and try and, instead of having six, seven different GPU companies. We're going to try and kill most of them and take all their stuff and then mm. we can then win because then we've got the most engineers that all work for us, which is a valid strategy. Yeah. Not a good one, but, in, uh, well, it's a good one, but it's not very ethical, mm. can we say. Mm. 
I was amazed to hear that uh, um, that Hercules was still around in the late 1990s, and so much so that oh, they were yes, getting involved no. in a tussle with with Nvidia. I was just just having a look at their Wikipedia here. Hercules graphics card is a computer graphics controller made by Hercules Computer Technology uh, that combines IBM's text-only MDA display standard with a bitmap graphics mode. So these these were very popular in the early days of clone PCs. Uh, oh, yes. Remember those orange monitors that were quite popular back in the day. Um, yes, no, you. Yeah. So Hercules was founded in '82, and they um, they made uh, they made um, graphics cards for PCs and Macs. Um, yes, interesting. Um, they made graphics for everyone. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I I don't know if they were part. I think they did help out and stuff like that with Amigas and so forth. I know there was. I think maybe one of them in the cone era because okay. I know IBM bought stuff from them. HP and Dell bought cards from them. So. Okay. Hercules were, they again, I thought big in those days isn't as big as now. Like now sure. it's enormous. In those days, you sell 20,000, 50,000. Now it's like <laughs> a million. It's like terrible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they from, they graduated from making the Hercules graphics cards to making CGA compatible cards. Um, uh, CGA graphics, wow, this really is old stuff. Um, oh, yes. And then they tr- then they invented something called the Hercules in-color card, which was a main, a, an attempt to compete with EGA graphics. Uh, but yes, that failed. EGA. That failed and horribly. CGA. Oh, yes. EGA. Okay, and it, was- it was CGA, EGA, and then, and then VGA. Yeah, VGA <laughs> then came out to be the de facto standard. Yeah, actually. VGA became the standard, and then that sort of enhanced from there. Yeah, well, you had to work in iterations. You mm. can't. Get, you just don't magically appear to the at the ending point. Yes, you, there is a start point, and you go from start to end. You don't begin at the end. Yes. Okay, so Hercules was bought out in 1998 by a German company called Elsa. Um, oh no, sorry, they were there were there was an attempted acquisition, but it fell through. Yes, and the companies could not agree on terms. Hercules brand was then acquired by the French Canadian based Guillemot Corporation for one and a half million dollars. <laughs> tiny numbers. Uh, in 2000, yes, Hercules yeah. became the brand name for Guillemore 3D graphics cards based on NVIDIA chipsets in 2000, then switching to ATI chipsets in 2002. <laughs> All yeah, right, no, that's, that's after the lawsuit, right? Uh, yes, now lawsuits and so forth. And then most of those, they sold internal divisions off and most mm-hmm. of those guys left for NVIDIA and for AMD and so yeah, forth. Yeah. Because most of those companies don't exist anymore. Yeah, well, Hercules is not around anymore, but it was still around in 2010. The brand was anyway used as used on yes, computer speakers, is. computer DJ controllers, webcams, <laughs> and wireless networking How far, peripherals. <laughs> How far you have fallen? Yes, yes. Um, so yeah, sorry, a bit of a, a a bit of a diversion there, but an interesting bit of history about uh, yes. about computer graphics. Well, that leads on to like chipsets because in, Nvidia started making chipsets, okay, like kind of hardcore chipsets, like and they made some of the best chipsets for. Ironically, for AMD and for Intel. Okay. Now, there was some dubious stuff with that as well, because sometimes NVIDIA would make chipsets where ATI cards didn't work on them. <laughs> I seem to remember so reading about that. See, mm. So you can see the malicious intent already from this. Like, oh, no, no, we're going to start hitting the gaming sphere. Oh, there's our competitor. Let's kill him. <laughs> Which is, and they got, they got a bit smacked for that, because yeah. Intel, no Intel, big time, like, no, 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 no. You don't do this, my dude. Now you're being a blank, and that's why, <laughs> unfortunately, they got killed in that whole market because that whole market, like, why would you want NVIDIA and uh, any other company to make your actual chipsets? Mm. 
you can do it yourself and then it's what much cheaper for the motherboard vendor and all those type of things. Yeah. So that was also timing. But again, it's like amazing stuff that NVIDIA does and then the high ups come and screw it up. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fascinating that Intel hasn't been more aggressive historically in this space than they they have been. They kind of just sat out the uh, GPU market. Why is that? Yes, yeah, no, from that time period, you can see it's like, the problem is they tried, mm-hmm. but the way they tried is they tried to bring CP, they tried to make CPUs GPUs. Right. And that that was just, you're going to fail, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. So that's the problem with Intel's. They were very CPU focused because yeah. again, unfortunately to our detriment, they weren't pushing the boundaries. Yeah. They were like, we already sell to all the big guys, Dell, HP, yeah. Graphics even then was a very the gaming market was tiny. Right. But so a, but AMD like saw it. the opportunity. AMD bought ATI, they saw the yeah, opportunity there. So when we get into those two thousands and so forth, AMD then bought ATI because they knew in the future, as AMD said from the beginning, future is fu- mm-hmm. the future is fusion. Yeah. The GPU and the CPU eventually are gonna merge and you're gonna have to have multiple different architectures on one chip. Hence why MB also coined the term APU, saying we're moving away from CPUs and GPUs and going to APUs. Even same as now with a GPU, at even a modern-day NVIDIA card, isn't just a GPU anymore. Right. Because there's Tesla accelerators, ray tracing accelerators, and so forth, mm-hmm. and they're not really traditional GPUs anymore. Mm-hmm. So you can't really say that's a GPU because it's like, no, but it has other parts that do stuff that, it can't even do GPU workloads, even if you wanted to. Mm. So do you still call it a GPU? For ease of use, we still do, but technically you'll still need to actually say that's an APU now because yeah. it isn't just a GPU like in the old days is. Mm. I was going. I was going to say, uh, um, you know, Intel hasn't hasn't uh, focused on the GPU market historically, or they've tried but haven't succeeded. Uh, but by the same token, Nvidia hasn't focused on the CPU market. They focused very much on the GPU yes. market, so they haven't gone after Intel yeah. in, in in CPUs. I, except they tried to buy ARM recently. <laughs> yes. So that that comes to a whole other problem because you can see both companies played to their strengths in the early days. Mm. So Nvidia realized we need to focus on GPUs, what make GPUs, what try and bring the G- they did what Intel did. Yeah. Is they brought, try and bring the GPUs into everything. Now that's where we we can see Nvidia making this stupid amount of money because get everything GPU accelerated, get parallelization done. And that led now to what I would say one of the pioneering moments with CUDA. Mm-hmm. CUDA is amazing software. Like Again, my hat off to NVIDIA. That is amazing piece of software, and it's been used. Everybody, basically, in the big industry uses CUDA. What is CUDA? What is CUDA? Well, CUDA is just a language to make it easier to compete with the G to actually talk to the GPU. Okay. So it's an API. So specifically for kind of an API type mm-hmm. of thing, but it's more more to the metal type of thing of using okay. an Apple term now. Right. It's more actually talking to the hardware directly. Mm-hmm. So then it's very easy to do certain workloads, like paralyze it well. That's where all the AI guys went for them. Data center guys went with them. And again, I must reinforce, it amazing piece of software that NVIDIA made there. That's mm-hmm. why I tell people, NVIDIA's more of a software company than the hardware company because their software, their software pioneering stages are greater than what they've done with hardware. Mm-hmm. Because again, you can make crappy hardware, but if you have excellent software to come basically 
to go with it, mm-hmm. you can make massive performance gain. Like even even if you've got an AMD card or Intel card that's thirty percent faster or forty percent faster, if the software isn't there to make it go quickly, it doesn't matter actually. Yes, you need to actually have the software there to actually complement the actual hardware, and that's what NVIDIA pioneered. And again, they did that with DirectX eleven as well. They have the best DirectX eleven implementation, hands down. They just win everyone there. So there was some dubious stuff that they've done when DirectX or any API isn't to their standard or doesn't benefit them, then they get really kind of see. But that's, uh, again, credible care is due. DirectX 11 and Nakuda, outstanding pieces of engineering mm-hmm. and just figuring it out mm-hmm. that was done. So And then through yeah. that, that, that domination now, yeah. I think... Same time that Intel and Intel realized Mm -hmm. that they need to go into the GPU market. Mm -hmm. NVIDIA realized, oh, okay, this thing that AMD said ages ago where future is the fusion, the future is fusion. Yeah. That's happening. Yeah. We need to jump on that. Mm -hmm. So in their stupidity, they should have done this sooner. Same as Intel. (laughs) Intel is now coming your way at the end of the game, basically to join now. And NVIDIA is also not trying to. Again, Mm. now, Due to their past history, this is the I think one of the biggest reasons why this arm thing failed mm-hmm. is they is the how would I say their attitude and their history. Because arm isn't yes arm is a single company, but you can't just buy arm because you need to make sure you make Samsung happy, you need to make Apple happy, you need to make the British guys that in government happy. Mm. You need to make all the American guys in the back end happy and so forth like that. The problem is you already have Apple there that hates NVIDIA, mm-hmm. hates them with a passion. And Apple hates Apple with a passion as well, even though it's their own fault why they get hate because Apple, NVIDIA sold them defective stuff, mm. period. Like not, and again, they will argue to death that they knew, no, it's not our fault. Like, no, no. You were you sucked at making hardware. Mm-hmm. That's why they died, and you weren't willing to own up to it. Eventually, they, through Apple, had to force them. Mm-hmm. But but then again, now it's like now already you're going up against Apple that m- makes ARM one, and they're one of the biggest contributors to ARM. Mm-hmm. You can't pick that company off because they're just going to veto you immediately. Mm-hmm. And then it's like then again, Britain probably said no because again. What the hell if America gets nuked? How are we going to get chips? So for security reasons, they need to have a chip provider in um, in Britain. If NVIDIA takes it, going by their history, they are going to take it to America. They're going to fire everyone in U- in the UK and tell them, you have to go work in America because that's what they've done with all the other companies they've acquired. Mm. They torch and burn. Mm. They do not compensate. They will always do what they want to make maximized profit. And that's the other reason why probably the other companies just said, no, Samsung. Mm. Like, oh, NVIDIA isn't, Samsung worked with NVIDIA. They realized how bad NVIDIA was when they worked with them. Because <laughs> as soon as there was problems with it, with the new 30 series cards, they threw Samsung under the bus immediately. It's Samsung's problem. They are the reasons why it failed. Not mm. us. We didn't do anything to them. It's always someone yeah. else's problem. They've Never often, theirs. And they've often blamed TSMC, their manufacturing partner. Exactly. Problems, and yeah. that's why they, I wouldn't be surprised that TSMC is going 
to milk them mm. because now now they have to go to them. So they're going to get slapped hard, which they deserve by all means. <laughs> they deserve to be a slap because you acted like a spoiled brat. <laughs> And then you throw your toys out of the cart, saying, "Meh." So why are they forced to go to why are they why are they forced to go to TSMC? Why can't they use Samsung? Well, Samsung's Note is just too terrible. Oh, I see. It, it, it's just not going to keep up. And again, mm. AMD's there. Mm. So, so I think right. it's going to get. It, this is going to be a very ugly battle. Mm. In, Nvidia needs to really. Long term, in terms of hardware and so forth, their stuff is going to get really expensive and they're going to pay a lot more than what they usually used to because they usually used to battering everyone down for the cheapest price and they did that successfully. Again, for a long term, I thought, well, NVIDIA paid less making chips by them than AMD did. Mm. It was TSMC made more money selling AMD chips than selling NVIDIA chips. Mm -hmm. But the thing is they just bull rash through good marketing and through good business strategics and again, high volume. But as soon as you deal with NVIDIA, this harkens back to when we go back with NVIDIA because NVIDIA, NVIDIA, Intel and Micron went together to make a memory technology to compete with HBM. Yes. That turned up so badly that Intel sued NVIDIA and Micron, Micron sued Intel and then Micron sued NVIDIA, but that got sorted out because they just paid them to shut up and so forth. But <laughs> normally I tell people, history has this kind of point where as soon as NVIDIA does something, that even goes back to physics. NVIDIA bought, uh, what's the company called? Agia or something like that? Yes, they bought, the physics. The they physics. bought the physics company and yeah. so forth. How many people now use anything from that technology? <laughs> How many? Then we go back to the software, Hairworks, and all the other softwares that AMD actually, AMD started making that type of software and pioneering in that field. And then NVIDIA kind of ran around and said, oh, no, let's make stuff like that as well. They do all of the stuff, and then it never gets used. (laughs) So it's repeatedly NVIDIA makes stuff so that they can either dominate the market or make stuff and never gets adopted. um, So they've never been a team player. Yeah. How would, um, if uh, NVIDIA had been successful in buying ARM, how would it have helped them given the APU threat to them? I mean, what, what well, would it have uh, given them? Not that much. The advantage there is the engineering prowess. You can get better integration. Right. And that's, again, that's one of the reasons why they didn't get ARM. Because Intel, NVIDIA would have eventually made them put the CPU type of what. Uh, ARM cores and so forth, make a whole new version that's only for us and we're going to use it. It would have benefited in terms of, I think it would have accelerated their position, Mm -hmm. ARM. I think they would have made better chips if NVIDIA bought them. But it would be a benefit to NVIDIA and NVIDIA only. Mm -hmm. And they will use that against everyone else. Mm -hmm. So it's like one of those things where it's like... Which they promised they would would not do. They promised them. Oh, no, they always <laughs> promise everything, man. This is a business guy that's known for lying straight face. Like, can literally look at you and it would lie in your face and say, oh, no, this is not a problem, or this is that. And he's done that multiple times with him. Yeah. And even when they did Allegedly, mo- allegedly. We should use the word allegedly. Well, <laughs> yes, yeah, true. But again, it's like, like literally, it's like, 
certain things where it's like they would not own up to stuff. So I don't mm. think it's Jensen itself, but this is a company. Yes. They don't have the backbone to stand up for. If they've done a fault, admit it and go on. It, you don't really need, the, the evidence is there. Mm. Same as the Apple debacle and same with the Microsoft's consoles and so forth. Mm. Mm. You, you deliberately or either deliberately or through massive incompetence, which is again is your fault. Mm. If you do that type of incompetence, mm. where you make chips that overheat and the freaking soldering points desolder and the chip desolders itself from the motherboard. <laughs> you mucked up big time if that happens. Because hell, AMD's done that and it never happened to them. It's not ever, have you ever used an AMD product where the chip would de-lodge itself? I've In never fact, had that no. happen. <laughs> In videos, because they sold those chips to Apple and then that thing, and right. then they went and blamed Apple and saying, no, it's Apple doing something like that. My dude, you work together. Apple will not take that kindly, no. Exactly. It's like, my dude, yeah. what the hell? <laughs> just admit you made a mock-up. You don't need to say, oh, you the sole guy that mock up. You just say, I've mocked. And the unwillingness to admit when they have done something wrong is their problem. Mm. Same as when they did with hardware and boxed and so forth. Yeah. Massive fight because eh, they did something against us. And then they had to retreat a bit because mm. now they've got followers the YouTuber has enough followers to actually brute force them, and Linus also had to go slap some people because it's not acceptable to there act wa- like that. There was a famous, you mentioned uh, Linus Torvalds, the uh, guy who uh, invented Linux effectively. Um, yes. He wrote Linux originally, uh, and yes. he still maintains the kernel of Linux. Uh, now, yes. he, he famously got on a stage, and there are videos of this all over the internet. He famously got on a stage and spoke about, I think it was, uh, he, he uh, excoriated NVIDIA as being this black box that no one knows what's in there. And well, he really complained the, about the drivers. I don't know what it was, I can't remember exactly what the yes, fight was about, but he famously turned to the camera on the stage, put it, flipped the bird at the camera and said, F you NVIDIA, which yes, no, get headlines it, all over the world. Yeah, what was that well, about? That's, that was mainly about, essentially in the beginning days of art, NVIDIA right. made some good Chips, the Tegra chips. They made good ARM chips, like right. and really good. They were very power efficient compared to the competitors. They were doing stuff before Apple did it. This is how good ARM chips from Apple from Nvidia were. They were like, and this is like, if they keep pace with this, they could make chips that would make Apple look stupid now. Mm-hmm. If if they could continue with that ARM and so forth. But the problem is because they had such a proliferation. They had, their main problem is no documentation. You get the chip and it's like, how do you do it? Uh, well, one of the people that told me before, it's like, NVIDIA will just go kind of like, just, uh, uh, it, it's, uh, uh, it just happens. It's like, oh, it's magic. <laughs> so you have to now figure it out. They have no documentation of how you should use the thing, how it needs to be implemented. So you now need to do all of that yourself. Mm. So they literally go, yeah, this is the main chip and we will not tell you how to use it. You have to figure it out. Mm. And that's why he flipped them off. And it's also, again, playing to their arrogance. They mm. would come and say, oh, how didn't you know? It's like, I'm not your chip. How the hell am I supposed to know? Mm. So they come with this very ass attitude. And hence, that's why, again, the companies don't like them because they have the attitude. They make this great thing and then they kind of shoot themselves in the foot because it's like, but now you're not willing to be a team player to help these people. Mm. And that's why the ARM thing failed in those early days is no one bought their chips anymore. Yeah, yeah. Because why would we want to deal, we'll rather deal with someone that has a crappier product, but at least they're willing to help. 
they can go with us. They can improve it and move on. Your attitude just completely makes it not worth it. I um I had to have a laugh. Uh, what, what, I saw, saw a joke online as I was researching for this uh, discussion today. Uh, you know the NVIDIA payoff line that's been around for years that you see in many games? It says the way it's meant to be played, NVIDIA. Yes. Um, and <laughs> I see more than one person online has uh, said suggested that perhaps that payoff line should be the way you're meant to be played. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, now they have. And again, as I tell people, credit credits do. They've played, I've played a lot of companies. Mm. But I think we're getting to a point now where you can only do that for so long before you you have now burnt all your bridges and no one wants to help you. And that's mm. why um, ultimately the ARM thing failed. Mm. It's because they've pissed off so many people. They all just went, we do not want to deal with NVIDIA. So how, how, no. big of a, how big of a problem is the failure of the ARM acquisition to NVIDIA? What do they do next? What do they have this, to do next? Well, it's not that bad. Because again, look at Apple. Apple yep. doesn't need to own ARM to make good chips. Yeah, I th- I think the problem is with 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 Nvidia is they don't have enough good ARM engineers in their own company. Okay, because a lot of them, ironically, <clears throat> works for Apple now. <laughs> so, because again, a lot of those guys left when the ARM division kind of gets got dissolved in, in Nvidia and so forth. A lot of them left and said, I'd rather go work somewhere else where. I can make the chips I want to make. Right. So a lot of them left and either worked for ARM itself. I know a good portion of them went and left and worked. And then Apple also poached them because they were like, geez, you guys know how to make stuff. Come work for us. Mm. So I think it was a bit of getting engineers like they did in the old schools. They, they, I think they expected to get away what they did previously. Mm-hmm. In the early 90s and early 2000s, where they would brute force companies and just take all the engineers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think they thought they would get away with that again. Okay. And that, and because of the history, I think that just completely slapped them right in the face. Right. Interesting. So if, I don't know, if NVIDIA weren't as asshole as they are, they would have probably bought them. Mm-hmm. That deal would have actually gone through. Mm-hmm. So it's literally the only people to blame for that deal from failing is Jensen and yeah. all of his guys in management. They, they failed the company in the in the back. If they had a time machine, I presume they would have changed. Oh, no, they wouldn't have. They would still be <laughs> with Al now. They would never do that. So yeah. that that's that's why the arm thing failed. So it's a but it puts Nvidia in a tricky situation, not having a good CPU. Mm-hmm. Now you can start seeing that now with the new data center stuff that they're launching. They do have the I think uh, what's the lady's name Grace. I think they have the Grace course coming out and so forth with ARM, mm-hmm. and that does have some potential. But honestly, I don't see, I don't ever see ARM being a massive threat to the x86 mm-hmm. in the so in data center. Even in data center, even in the long term. Yeah. Risk, I would say risk five and so forth, that has a better potential to compete why, why do you with say that? X86. Why, why, why do you say that? Well, it's how the architecture is fundamentally made. Mm-hmm. ARM at its main focus is trying to be as power efficient as possible. Yes. And X86 is literally you can make it really power efficient, but its main focus is performance. Mm-hmm. And data centers, majority of those data centers is performance foremost power efficiency yes is important mm-hmm. that's why you do get arm architectures and certain data centers and so forth now you can buy arm there's 
like 128 cores and big core counts and so forth. Certain data centers do benefit from them because they do use less power and they've got better heat dynamics and so forth. So there is reasons to use ARM in those regions. But for majority of tasks, x86, and again, you're dealing with software as well. Mm. As soon as you go ARM, you have to rewrote everything. Mm-hmm. So if you have a data center that you've been running since the early 2000s and you've yeah. been programmed for x86 for so many years, to just say, no, no, you have to change everything. Okay. And it's like, you can now go to Apple root and say, oh, Apple, make a software where you can emulate it and so forth. But then it's like, what's the overheads with the emulation? Mm. How much power do you need to use to emulate the software? And can that emulation actually propagate it at big? How stable is it? Will it ever work 100%? Because if it's major centers where it's web browsing or mm. banks or anything like that, you can't have it do random errors. Mm. The customer is going to throw something at the screen when the thing doesn't do what it wants to do. So interesting to know, just as an just an aside, what yeah. uh, processor, what processors Apple is running in its i iCloud data centers. I think I might do a bit of research before our Apple podcast now, next week. Ma- I'll check and see because, as far as I know, most of those things, I wouldn't be surprised if they use like Amazon or something like that. To no, they built their own. They built their own. Yeah, um, they do have their own. But mm. yeah, imagine how many people use Apple devices mm. to buy your own infrastructure. By all means, they have the money to do that. But I think it would be far cheaper just to go. Oh, my, uh, brute force of money! Just go to um, to little uh, to Amazon there and say, "Oh, we want like X amount of processing and storage." Mm. Because buying hard drives is not cheap. Making your own data centers is hard. Go ask Google, Microsoft, mm. and Amazon. That's why there isn't a lot of people in that game area. Mm. Now, Apple's in that game. They've built, they've, they've built they've built a huge data center in the US. Yes, uh, one. Mm. (laughs) one or two or something Mm. Amazon has one in they've got one in Cape Town all over the world they've got many overseas you can't compete the two it's Mm. like for Apple to try and get into the market will take you literally 10 to 12 years Yeah, because you have to buy the hard drives get the people get the whole because you can't just copy and paste because you'll get sued from freaking Microsoft and Amazon will sue you if you copy and Google will sue you if you copy their method so you have to own method implement it it takes a while. You're going up to companies that have been doing this for 10, 15 years longer than what yeah. you have. Is So Absolutely. Apple can do it, but I presume for their amount, for the amount of users they have, I doubt they have just, unless Apple's user base is tiny, mm. then I can justify that. But I wouldn't be surprised if they use Amazon or Google or something like that and pay them a bit and so forth. So just bringing it back then... Um NVIDIA in the data center, is it is it a long-term play? Is it going to be very successful there? Yes. Uh, no, it's yeah. still going to be successful, especially still for AI. CUDA is still a big thing. CUDA will still be a good thing for in the next at least mm. 10 years. Mm-hmm. 10, 8 years at least, CUDA will still be the dominant GPU acceleration method for data centers. Mm-hmm. AMD will slowly catch up. Intel has a lot of catch-up work to do. Again, it's easier for Intel to do this because they have a lot of engineers that they could just brute force this. But it's going to take time. Right. So, NVIDIA is not in any, any immediate threat. But my problem is with NVIDIA, if looking at the long term, they're still safe for now. Mm. But there's going to be an inflection point where it's going to go, either they're going to go really bad very quickly, or yep. they're going to just peter down and die. Yes. And I've got a feeling where they might peter a bit and then just completely fall off if if they can't adapt properly yet. Yeah. Because, again, even the latest... Intel, uh, NVIDIA's new latest freaking 
uh, what's, what's the new one called? Hoppo? Yes, Hoppo. Yes, right? Hoppo, yeah. I uh, Hoppo so. is the new one. I've heard the Even name. that has two AMD Epic chips in it. Yeah. Even with the Gracemon cores, it's there. So there's now different versions, but Intel's, Nvidia's going to have this problem where they always have to either go with Intel or AMD. Mm. They cannot not, they, they've now lost the ability where they can make that enclosed ecosystem. Mm. Again, there's some points against it and for it, for they can go away. But the problem is if they go away, it's going to be difficult for them to move all the software guys as well because the software is made for x86 still. And mm. ARM at its best will never be able to compete. You, you're not, it's going to be very difficult for an ARM chip to even come close to the performance of a single Intel and AMD CPU. Mm. It's even now, I thought people was like, looking with AMD, I've, from the new AMD chips that's launched now with, um, uh, what is it now called? Something with a G. Uh, the name now escapes me. Um, I'm not sure. The new AMD chip? New server chip? No, it slipped my mind as well. You'll have to Google it, Gerard. Uh, but I'm just having a look at, uh, I'm just having a look at uh, Nvidia's website here, and it's interesting to see how many, just how much, in, in how many areas they actually play now. Not just in data center, uh, data science, AI design and visualization. Obviously, that's uh, related yeah. to the uh, historical yeah, I, stuff. Edge compute, HPC, yeah. self-driving HPC. cars. Not that much as well. That self-driving cars is massive fad, and then that kind of died off as well, massively. Because a lot of companies complained about the architecture being very power inefficient, mm-hmm. massively. So bad that Tesla had to go and make their own one. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> that basically just tells you the whole story. If, if Tesla goes, no, your, your chip is so terrible, we'll rather make our own one. <laughs> Which they did. And it's yeah. a good chip. And it's yeah. stupidly good. Yeah. And again, same problem with the AI stuff. Because... That is one of the good points is most of the AI guys kind of are forced to use NVIDIA architecture because it is better and the software there is better. The problem is people use their hardware and then use their hardware to program it. And then once they program it, they use other people's hardware to actually use it and implement it, mm. which is kind of bad and sad actually for NVIDIA because it's like the, basically where you make stupid money, that's why you see so many AI companies coming up. Mm. And that's why I think NVIDIA's, they've spent a lot of money, but I think they didn't have enough talent because mm-hmm. a lot of the open AI standards now, or even the open AI like consortium and so forth, they are doing stuff that makes NVIDIA look stupid now. Mm. Like It's pathetic, actually. How an open standard company can beat Intel, uh, beat NVIDIA. And hence, like, I think I sent you the link and so forth for with the... I think what's the company called there? Open AI, where they have the new, um, like, I think it's only open to certain people where you can actually put words in and then the AI would create that image. Mm-hmm. So the NVIDIA version, I think the best one they have is you as an artist make certain things and then it superimposes. It's like, no, no, no. These guys are like way, like two, three years ahead of NVIDIA with this. Mm-hmm. So it's Interesting. like the AI play is there, but it's, again, its use cases. It gets used, and then the devices actually gets used on are not NVIDIA. Yeah, yeah. So it's just interesting to see that they are pushing into all these different areas. Though for a GPU company, well, that's they, the, yeah, they have to. Mm-hmm. They, uh, look at AMD. AMD is in so many different markets now. It's it's actually amazing how many different markets AMD is in. 
Yeah. And again, the problem is with NVIDIA they, where they have to diverge a bit is what if Intel comes here and somehow out-innovates them in GPU. AI acceleration or anything like that? Or where GPU. does NVIDIA go? So that's why NVIDIA is in a very awkward position where even if you look at the like, market share in terms of when you look at what makes them money, I would, what I, you'll have to probably just double check me on this and so forth. It's stupid. It's like 70% mm. of the revenue is from gamers. Mm-hmm. So if they lose data center, it doesn't matter really because they still have the games. Mm. If they lose the gamers, that's where it will really hurt NVIDIA. That's the main, that's why I was like, if you look at Intel and AMD, AMD has a good market in that area, but their m- m- most money making places is in the, data center for so, Intel and AMD. Sure, sure. But this raises an interesting question because Intel is coming to market with its own discrete graphics cards, which we spoke, spoke about yeah. in, in our last episode, the Arc series. Uh, we know that this is not going to, to, to t- knock NVIDIA off its perch, at least for the next not few years. Quickly. Yes. But um, longer term, is Intel a, th- a, a, a real yes. threat to NVIDIA's core business of GPU? Yes. And it's OEM. I think NVIDIA is panicking already. You can see them panicking. Mm. They're already panicking because as soon as Intel and AMD make decent APUs and decent, even decent GPUs, it's going to be much easier for Intel and when you make an end-to-end solution where AMD can make their chip and their GPU work with one another better and you'll have benefits. You've already seen this with like the boost technology that AMD has where the chip and the CPU can talk to one another and share power budgets between the two. Mm-hmm. So if the CPU needs more power, the GPU, if it's not a deep GPU task, the GPU would cut down its power envelope and send that power into the CPU so the CPU performs better. And then vice versa, if that happens now where the GPU needs more power, but the CPU doesn't need it, then the GPU can have have, have a higher TDP and then get more power with it. Mm-hmm. NVIDIA has solutions for that. The problem is it's only going to get worse and worse when most more of those things get optimized. Mm-hmm. And then NVIDIA is going to get locked out of the OEM market because mm-hmm. they're all the HPs. That's where you make bank money, mm-hmm. like a stupid amount of money. So NVIDIA can not really be by force pushed out, just forced out by... Oh, you don't. You can't. Uh, you can't give us a solution like this where you have a CPU and a GPU. Mm-hmm. And they'll first. I presume. I think the first losses will be in the that APU, laptop market, and so forth. And then the screen cards. We've already seen AMD do their whole thing with. Um, uh, what do they call that now? With um, CPU and GPU and so forth with resizable bar. Basically. I, I don't know. You, 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 you're you're um, asking yeah. lots of questions so about AMD today. Is, so <laughs> basically, how the technology works is yeah. the AMD CPU can access direct memory from the GPU. Yes. Now, NVIDIA can also do that. They, it is an open standard. Mm. But because AMD knows exactly their hardware, it's much easier for AMD to implement. Mm. Same goes for Intel. Because again, I would assume NVIDIA can also do that. But then it would mean Apple will, uh, NVIDIA will have to go to AMD and say, hey, this is how our chip works. Yeah. Do you think NVIDIA would ever do that? Mm-hmm. I doubt it. They're too arrogant. Mm. So that's the problem with your problem with, with NVIDIA days. The arrogancy might again impede them mm. where they could have been better, but due to that arrogancy, it's not going to work. And again, you can say all oh, these business ter- things and intellectual property things, but again, 
you cannot deny the fact that Intel AMD has a clear advantage there with integration with, if they have strong, both strong GPUs, they can integrate mm. them much easier into their ecosystems, mm. whereas NVIDIA can't. Mm. It's a natural loss for them there. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting so, times for NVIDIA. It could uh, could be heading for some more, more not, difficult times going again, forward. Again, this is now long term. So I tell sure. people, this is now five years from now. Of course. We're going to start seeing this AMD, I think we'll probably start from next year. We're going to start seeing some very aggressive APUs from AMD, which yep. is already going to put some pressure on certain things for NVIDIA. Mm-hmm. But that's all going to be mainly competing with the like what we would now see as the 3050 cards and the 1650 cards. So it's the low-end okay. gaming market. Sure. So again, what you'll see is gradually NVIDIA is going to get pushed, pushed, pushed. You can also see why NVIDIA is also pushing the high-end market more. Because that yeah. is an area where NVIDIA still has a very dominating effect, especially in games. But in the, it's the mid-market, the, the sort of, um, if we can use I the think currency, that lower like the 3050s, the 3060s, that's actually the, the volume end, market. The, yeah, but the, mm. that's not the profit market. Even if you look no. at NVIDIA's financials, yeah. they make way more money selling the, 35, uh, the 3080s, the 3070s, yeah. and the 3090s. The amount of sure. money you make there per card, way more than what you make per card and I Not know surprising. a long time they told me like stupid stats where they one like ten eighty card mm-hmm. is equivalent to ten oh, wow. ten sixty cards in profit. Oh wow! So well, they probably fact, sell ten. They probably sell ten times as many ten sixties though. To extent, yes, but the problem is now it costs you less money to make those ten eighties. Yeah, it's easier to sell. So I tell people it's like you see how it's easier to sell to those people, and you can still make. Let's say you lose twenty percent, you still make eighty percent profits. You can still, again, with Nvidia being such a small company, not having a lot of overheads, mm. it's easy for them to survive from, survive mm. from that. Mm. But yes, you're going to lose, and it's that loss is only going to get worse because now you're going to lose all the entry level market to AMD, and the problem is now what you will mainly lose is momentum. Mm. So those. Low-end guys are going to buy Intel AMD cards and they're going to start using it. And when they have to buy a high-end graphics card, they're going to go, mm. oh, I've used Intel AMD before. I can buy that again. You see, you, mm. use, you lose clout there. So, yeah. yes, you can say, again, not something that happens now, but it's one of those, it's a wound, and the wounds are just getting more, more, and more against NVIDIA. And those wounds are starting going to cut them and cut them, and eventually death by a th- thousand cuts. Mm. So These are, of and, course... Still very highly desirable cards. Um, oh, I, I want to yes. oh. maybe just spend the last few minutes of this discussion today, Gerard, actually mm. just talking about the gaming market and where it is in terms of, in terms of hardware. Because I think there's, gonna be a lot, there's a lot of interest out there in, uh, yes. amongst gamers yeah. in the South African market who think, well, you know, these cards are bloody expensive, but, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a hardcore gamer. I really wouldn't want to know what's coming and uh, what am I going to buy next? Should I be looking at AMD? Should I be looking at NVIDIA? Um, so, I mean, let's look at NVIDIA's strategy in the graphics card market right now. We've got the 3000 series. You, you've been very lucky yes. you could actually get one because of the chip shortage. It, it's uh, improved prices, significantly. Prices it's, until recently have been insane yes. on these products, yeah, if you could even stupid. get your hands on them. Like an, it, it's been the most stupid I've ever seen. I, this yeah. is like, I look at this and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I can remember Rage when I went and I sold cards for like six grand and there was like this 1060 cards. Right. You can't even get a 3050 for, you can basically get a 350 now. Yeah. I'm like, oh, what's happened to the market? <laughs> it's like, and the rage time we had specials, oh, 1080 cards for like 12 grand and like 15, yeah. that was the most expensive. It's like, ah, you know, both NVIDIA and AMD said, 
Yeah, mm. we'll show you a new one. Yes, 40 grand, 60 grand for a card. I'm like, oh, oh okay. I mean, we're, <laughs> that, we're talking about cool inflation. <laughs> we're talking the price of, uh, of a small secondhand car for some of these cards yes, now. Yes, no, it's seriously, it's like you can buy a, especially in America, you can buy yeah. a decent car for like $1,000. <laughs> That's what these cards are selling for. Yeah, uh, and they were selling up to. Yeah, you could. Some of those cards sold two thousand dollars. I'm like, yeah. holy potato! I mean, the R- the thirty ninety professional card. The thirty ninety has a recommended price, if I'm not mistaken, of fifteen hundred dollars, if not more. Yes, eighteen hundred dollars, something like that. Yeah, eighteen hundred, fifteen hundred to eighteen hundred dollars. Yeah. Even now, they like forty grand now for one. Yeah, yeah, sixty so grand like, for the TI. Yes, yeah. Well, the TI, I don't think anybody in South Africa has received them yet. I don't. I don't expect South Africa will get many of them. No, and you'd be crazy to be, buy one. It's one of those, it depends on the person. You, you get rich people. The problem is I think Nvidia is more of a, here's a piece of paper. Yeah. It doesn't exist, but the paper says it exists. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and you can go to all the YouTube channels and see that Nvidia is the best. <laughs> Again, it's clout. Nvidia mm. likes that marketing thing. They're very, yeah. very big in marketing. and cl- They yeah. m- market. Domination and indoctrination is like, mwah. yeah. Like, no, you're right. I, you, <laughs> I, uh, I have been one of those people. I'll, I'll admit it. I, uh, yeah. You know, I'll, I'll, I'm going to buy a PC. I, I'm, I, I, I'm going to buy Intel and I'm going to buy uh, Nvidia. Um, and that was it. That was how my mind was set. Oh, and then well, I, then I started chatting to you, and I, yes. I realized oh, that this again, the world's a bit bigger people, than that. I'm, I'm not joking. <laughs> you. I still get people coming here like, if I buy an AMD CPU, can I use an Nvidia card? Right. <laughs> like buy a raise and chip and so forth can I put it in video card in there will it work it's like well then you have to explain to them yes it will all those things but it's like I find it amazingly funny that if it's Intel people don't question it but if it's AMD mm. they do which mm. is a weird double standard which some people have and I don't know if it's I don't know how AMD should market that even like how mm. do they market themselves out of those type of fields of where people are so ingrained in certain views yeah now in video <clears throat> That's why top people like. That's why top people say, in South Africa, they're like the ANC party. Everybody votes for them, <laughs> ends up voting for them again, even if they shouldn't. Kind of, and like you need to tell them, hey, you need to do a better job. Nvidia falls in that same same ticket category yeah. because Nvidia. There is points where top people, I I don't sometimes like selling some of their cards because you yeah. can clearly see they're doing it for greed, sure. and <clears throat> so yes, for the future. NVIDIA's 30 series cards, we're now finally getting 30, 80 cards back into the 19 grand. So as I told another customer today on a phone call, we're back where we started. Mm. Yeah, we've made progress. Two years later. <laughs> Two years later, we're back where we are. It's like we went in a time machine and we're now back where we were. It's like, yay. So at least we're there. The 3050 cards all have improved a bit in price. The 3060s have as well. So... It's mm. getting better now. Yeah, so I told people yeah. it's easier now to get a card than it has been before. The only thing I can say from the time we've recorded this and so forth, just be careful because pricing is still going to keep on going down. Of so course. There's no real need to go to a store now. If I do feel sorry for the companies that have a massive amount of stock of cards in stock now, because yeah, you're going to have to sell those cards probably for a loss in the next coming months. It's yeah. going to suck. Especially because, if you supply and, of course... Well, not only are prices coming down, but there's a whole new generation of NVIDIA GPUs coming out in That's a few months' time. That's also coming. So yeah. I thought people will now, I think NVIDIA is trying to launch as quickly as possible or as soon as possible, so I'd rather say. 
I think hopefully October, September-ish. Yeah. Maybe sooner, hopefully. This but is the 4,000 series cards, right? Yeah, 40,000 series. Again, mm. again, we've already seen the rumors with the 1490 cards coming, so we know they're in production. They yeah. are currently, as we speak now, in January, March, May. No, are we in January, March, April? We're in April now. Yes, April. Yeah, six months. Less so, than six months. So they're already mass-producing those cards. I don't know exactly what strategy they're following. I don't know if they're going to do high end first. I've got a feeling they're going to do high end first, like the mm. like the thirty series, where they're going to go 4090, 40, 80, mm. 40, 70, and then maybe later on December, Jan, the forties, the forty sixties, and so forth. Mm. And then AMD will probably launch late, more probably quarter four, so more like mm. like. Last time, more in December for South Africa. So and which series five. is that that AMD is coming up with? That's going to be seven. So now seven thousand series. Do, uh, remember, Asian tradition seven is a lucky number. So they're going to do <laughs> seven thousand series CPUs, seven thousand series GPUs right. as well. So they're going to okay. do the seven seven. So okay. I don't know what else they're going to call seven. Maybe, maybe the chipset. Maybe they're going to go make the motherboards also seven as well. Then they have three sevens, and then they could. Luckily, number seven, then <laughs> they can do that. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if they do that as a marketing thing. Yeah, yeah. So, so we've, but we've got some interesting keynotes coming up later this year um, from both yeah, companies. Yeah, no, that's, this year is going to get stupid. I thought people mm. were like, and this is just the beginning. Mm-hmm. In the next couple of years, it's going to be, we are now going back to the early, like, 90s, where right. it's a year and a half, year and a bit, new chip, new chip. New GPU and AMD is planning. They've already said they're planning their new GPU launches end of next year. So AMD's this stuff where we wait every two years for a GPU that's also ending apparently. Mm-hmm. It's now every year that we're going to get a new architecture, mm. which is very aggressive. We've I've not mm. seen that in decades, many yeah. decades. We've been used to one year, then a refresh. Like AMD is doing doing a refresh now. Nvidia is now doing a refresh. So we'll see. I don't. I don't know. GPUs is a bit more difficult. CPUs, I can say you can do once a year, but again, it's also refresh. But AMD's yeah. already said they launched. But even in even in CPUs, the, the competition is becoming much more intense because Intel yeah. is, is fighting back. AMD is, has been making a, yes. amazing yeah. advances so in recent you've years. Got now so now you've AMD's. got the GPU and the CPU making huge advances. So the world of computing, PC, yeah. the world of PCs yeah, gonna, is about to get incredibly exciting. Yes, now it's going to get stupid now. I thought it was like, this is going to be very exciting. And the performance gains are not like, oh, 10%, ooh, 5%. This is like, no, 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 20, 30, 40, 50% jumps. Like mm. even AMD, again, AMD, at least when they say something, it comes true. They've all targeted the new AMD chips are going to be, I think, 30 to 40% faster than the current chips. Mm-hmm. So that we know, GPUs, it, GPUs are going to be stupid with AMD end of this year. Like, mm. I think there's a reason why NVIDIA is panicking. Mm. Is these new AMD chips that are coming are going to be stupidly fast. Mm. If, if, if things go the way AMD wants them to go, high end will become the intro, basically mid-range now. Right. Like 30, 30, 80 performance will be the same performance as your like 30, 360. 50, 30, 60 card. Mm-hmm. Which is massive gains. So I thought, well, the next couple of years, it's going to, the acceleration is going to be, sh- and again, it, yeah. it's an easy way for AMD to make, if they have the fortitude to do that, they're going to yeah. jump and make massive performance heaps. If NVIDIA can't keep up, and then NVIDIA's going to suffer. So you're going to see NVIDIA doing 
all kinds of stuff to keep up. That's why yeah. you can see the power requirements already. I don't know if you've seen the rumors and all those shares. The power yeah. usage is going to go up and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the reasons I I wouldn't be surprised. The reason why one of the other areas where the thirteen the thirteen ninety TIs came in now is to get board markets ready with using more power. Yeah. Because you now need to again. It's difficult to say sweet. If your replacement for the 3080 card is not going to use 500, 500 watts to 550 watts, they need to get ready for your PCB needs to change, your cooling needs to change, your power delivery needs to change, mm. the amount of power delivery you do on it needs to change. So it's going to be interesting to see how NVIDIA, if they're already willing to just, like Intel, put foot down, because it's again, it's, it's amazing how this just, you would think NVIDIA would have known. <laughs> <laughs> what is coming and apparently they didn't because they're doing exactly now the same as Intel's done. Yeah. Where Intel's we're losing the battle, put power, 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 yeah. power it through and we'll we'll make our chips <laughs> look good. And it's like Bugger oh, the planet. You do know you do know that didn't go well for Intel. Do you think it will play <laughs> differently for you? Oh uh, no. It's like no, it's, uh, you're going to get mm. and I want Nvidia because it, that's uh, that's what I want Nvidia now to do. I want NVIDIA to really show us they can innovate and pioneer. If they can't, it should basically, someone needs to acquire NVIDIA or something like that, or the company needs to have a complete company restructure. Because mm. again, it's, it is difficult. Because again, it's advantages for Intel and AMD. So yeah. for the future for Intel now as well, for NVIDIA, is packaging. Like Apple's already shown they have some adeptness with packaging. Making two silicon chips talk to one another. AMD has their chiplets. Intel has their version, but very power inefficient, unfortunately. But they at least have it. So NVIDIA mm. needs to catch up with that as well. So again, AMD's advantage is because they've got so many different fields that they specialize in, they can hone all of those specialties and use that with different products. And that's only going to get, and I think that's what set the fear of hell with Intel as well. Because mm -hmm. Intel knows that is a weakness of theirs. Is their packaging isn't really that great. Hence why they're going to start. I wouldn't, if there is a chance in the next two to three years, I wouldn't be surprised if NVIDIA went to Intel to get some of NVIDIA's chips made by Intel. And the reason why that would happen is because Intel's high-end factories will be reserved for them and their lower-end yeah. factories would be used for, um, we have these factories, we need to do something with them. <laughs> we'll 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 sell that to other people to make stuff with it because those factories are there. They can make good stuff, but they can't pioneer stuff there. Mm. So they can't make the latest nodes there. Because Nvidia, mm. I think Intel's already uh, they've added extra fab capability there in Israel as well. So they're going to add more fab capabilities there in America as well. Intel's going bossy, but that's going to take time. Mm -hmm. But very exciting times coming with. Chip design, chip acceleration, power efficiencies as well. Yeah. AMD's Genoa, there's the one I want looking. Genoa's coming out. They've already starting to leak some of the motherboards. I thought, Genoa, that's the name you're looking for. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. It's, Duncan, you need to see this. It's eight dim slots on one side, eight dim slots on the other one. I think it's going to be close to like 36 VRMs that you're going to need for that. The, let me put it like this the RAM uses more power. Then the whole CPU. Oh, good grief. <laughs> because you've got you've got eighteen of them. I don't know it's gonna be sixteen dims. 
and each DIMM can now run DDR5, and DDR5 can is rated up to one terabyte per stick. There's also probably two terabyte sticks wow. coming. <laughs> Grief. So if you're like, holy crap. Like, we're already at the point where memory uses more power, but it's like, a, mm. you can, like the memory uses almost, you can power two AMD CPU, server CPUs with the amount of power you give to the RAM. Mm. So data center is also going to go through a massive acceleration. Like, mm. stupid. I think those guys are already getting, you can now buy, you can literally buy half the size. You can buy, if something took you a football field, you can take mm -hmm. half a football field and still be more performant than a whole football field in terms of data centers and Good actual truth. processing. So I think yeah, no, it's very, very exciting stuff happening right now Apple, and it's all being driven by competition. You, you and Apple. Well with, yeah, yeah, Apple. Apple. Is, Apple's becoming smart as well there. I think it's going to be interesting to see because I think there's going to be three players against one another for mm -hmm. ability at TSMC for manufacturing. You're going to see mm -hmm. Intel there, Apple there, and NVIDIA. They're going to be the ones that's going to try and outbet one another. And honestly, I don't think NVIDIA has a chance to compete with those two companies. You can't. Mm -hmm. Intel doesn't have, oh, NVIDIA doesn't have Intel money. Mm. Like you, the, the, that legacy amount of money that they can just throw mm. out is stupid. Apple as well. Apple's, oh, you know, Apple, company Apple, yeah, yeah. Apple just going to go push cash money. We want the best and they're going to mm. get the best. Mm. And then yeah. AMD will just be this smart dude somehow. Uh, I'm amazed. Well, TSMC well, likes them. TSMC likes AMD, so they're yes, probably going to. No, that you can see they 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 very buddy buddy with one another. Yeah. There, so they'll they'll. You, I wouldn't be surprised if AMD is going to start getting their own special treatment from those other companies and just like you all fight one another there, and AMD can go this side, and they they willing to help us packaging and engineer stuff. And again, that's the one of the pity things I have with Nvidia is they never really went hardcore into design, mm. which is. I don't know if that will be their death stroke or not, but that is one thing that, because NVIDIA can make good architectures. Yeah. The 10 series, amazing piece of engineering. Again, it was a bit, the 1060 wasn't really, in my opinion, well sought through because that that, that kind of screwed gamers and the whole mm -hmm. industry a bit, the 10 series, the, the 1060, but the 1080 and the 1070, they were pretty good for what they were. Very power yeah. efficient. They gave you good performance. So, NVIDIA does have the ability to make good chips. Mm. It's just, it's like the amount of times AMD has made good chips versus NVIDIA, AMD has made twice as many good <laughs> chips as NVIDIA. Mm. And that, that's a bit of a, a sad point where NVIDIA gets most of the sales, but then they're not the real ones that push innovation that hardcore with design. Yeah. Software, yes. Hardware, they don't really push hardware innovations as well as AMD does. Mm. So, ah, interesting it's times. Big, it's, I'm very, really very looking forward to the end of this year to see what if AMD can actually beat Intel, yeah. uh, beat NVIDIA with GPUs. Because that I is, think, I think, I, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to think uh, that uh, next year, Gerard, I'm, I'm just going to have to build a new PC just to play with all this new tech that's coming. Oh yes, no, this, this is yeah. something we can do live as well because I'm yeah, let's looking do it. forward. Mm. This is. Uh, I told you, it's been a while since I've been this excited for a AMD GPU coming out. Yeah. Because what AMD is doing is pioneering tech. This is like one of those moments where we're going to look and say, like, this is the defining moment, end of this mm. year with AMD launching this new GPU. Mm. This is going to be one of those moments where we go, oh, 
You remember when AMD made this architecture 20 years ago? Right. That this is one of those moments that are coming. CPUs, I think it's also maybe coming with Zen 4. I think Zen 5 is probably the one that's going to be really like, oh, mm. okay. This is where the game changed completely. So I think mm-hmm. CPUs, it's going to be next year with Zen 5. GPUs, we're going to see that now end of this year end with AMD. Where, mm-hmm. they, where we're going to put as one of those tick marks. I lived through this in major innovation. Mm. So, yeah, um, lots lots of exciting stuff coming. And, of course, if you are an Apple user, and Apple users tend to stick with Apple, um, as PC users, I guess, tend to stick with PC, uh, there is a lot of interesting yeah. stuff happening in the Apple universe, and we're going to unpack yes. that in the final episode of Season 1. Next week, uh, Episode 6 of Everything PC, we are going to unpack the M1 architecture. And, of course, the M2 chip is coming soon as well. It's expected to yes. be announced at Worldwide Developer Conference in June. I have uh, several uh, machines here already running the uh, max here running M1 and I must say I'm blown away by the performance I get oh, yes. even out of even the basic one that sits in the in the Mac Mini, um, yes. it, 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 in terms of certainly in terms of video performance of working in, in, in apps like Premiere Pro, it beats anything I have seen on on desktop on PC, um, excluding perhaps the very latest generation Intel. Uh, Core i9 processor. So, uh, in terms of exporting mm, video and that sort of thing, it's, just just in my own personal experience, yes, it's, no, it's, it, it's very fast, very use case based. Mm. So, Apple mm. has its very specific niches that it will. Talk of course, about. So of course, Apple and it knows is its very market. good at that now. Mm. But we're going to unpack what M1 means yes. for the industry more broadly and uh, have a proper discussion about that next week. So I'm really looking forward to, to yes. that discussion. In the meantime, uh, if you've got any feedback for us, uh, I still haven't created that email address. I only remember to do it when we're chatting at the end of the show. Um, but uh, we'll get around to doing it for <laughs> season two. In the interim, drop us a mail. Gerard can be reached at Gerard at computersonly.co.za, oh. which is also where he works, Gerard Computers P. Only. Gerard P, I beg your pardon. Yes, Gerard, Gerard P, P from Pretorius. Yeah, at Computers yeah. Only, and Computers Only is a computer retailer that is based in Midrand here in Johannesburg. And uh, if uh, if you're looking for a PC build, Gerard, I'm sure we'll be very, very um, happy to to help you out. We'll just have a chat yes. about what you what you can build uh, next with all this amazing technology that's coming. Um, yes. And uh, if you want to drop me a mail, in fact, drop us both a mail at the same time, Duncan at uh, techcentral.co.za and we'd uh, love to hear from you and uh, we look forward to to your feedback and we uh, we're hoping to turn this into a, a regular a regular thing um with season two uh, coming up we haven't decided we haven't cho- spoken yet about what we're going to put into season two but we, oh, we do know that already that there is so much to talk about in this industry yes uh, it, it's a question of where, where really do you start and uh, yes. i think semiconductor the semiconductor industry has been a fascinating place to actually begin this uh, discussion because there is so much excitement yeah. happening there at the moment yes. and i really do look forward to our discussion uh on apple next week and if you've missed any of the previous episodes do check them out uh first two we covered intel second two episodes we covered uh sorry the first two we covered amd the second two we covered intel and of course today we covered nvidia next week we'll be covering Apple, and I imagine in season two, uh, I'm just thinking off the top of my head here, that we'll talk about companies like Microsoft, for example, yes. uh, which we haven't really Microsoft, touched on at all. Well, June, July, that's when, well, June, July is traditionally when E3 was, when it got cancelled now, same as Rage, <coughs> how that actually worked together. <laughs> same time, <laughs> E3 got cancelled, uh, our little own Rage Expo got cancelled. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. Damn this virus. These, there's going to be news from the gaming industry coming in through soon. Then mm. we're going to probably see all the, most of the new laptops will be launching as well. 12th gen and 6th gen AMD laptops should be launching June, July. So we can talk about those laptops coming out because I think that's one area where we're going to see 
big disparity between Intel being high performance and AMD being massively power efficient. And then mm. Apple, when they launch their new thing as well now, that will be a nice competitor to see. Because it seems Apple tends to prefer launching their Apple mobile chips first and then they yeah. get to desktop and so forth. Yeah, so although we're going to get M2, we're probably, probably going to get M2 in June. It will be interesting to see how, 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 yeah, how much of an say, improvement that is. June, but, June, July is a very popular month for mm, certain things. And then, then June, July, and then it's very quick August. And then we're already at the end of the year when all the new stuff is coming out. So <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Lots to look forward to. Anyway, yes. we look forward to your feedback on the show. Hope you've enjoyed watching and listening to us. Uh, until next time, from Gerard, myself, take care and happy computing.